Welcome to the Tap Into Safety podcast, where Dr. Suzanne Barn, CEO and co-founder, discusses the latest research, reports and interesting topics to help health and safety, human resource and training professionals in their efforts to keep every worker safe every day. Hi everyone and thanks for joining me as we look at the top workplace hazards in the construction industry. Managing workplace hazards in the construction industry is a top priority every day because the working environment constantly changes. There are often many different contractors working alongside each other. It becomes more complex in multi-storey construction where work is carried out over several levels and injury and fatality rates in construction remain high. The Safe Work Australia report in 2013-14 that the construction industry accounted for 9% of the workforce. However, the sector was responsible for 12% of the total work-related fatalities for that year. In 2012-13, the construction industry had the fourth highest injury rate, and in 2013-14, the industry had the fifth highest fatality rate. For this podcast, I'm going to take a look at the top workplace hazards in the construction industry to guide your safety training themes. There are three main causes for fatalities due to workplace hazards in the construction industry, and they're working at height, the interaction between people and moving mobile plant, and working and coming into contact with electricity. Now let's just take a look at working at height. A fall hazard is anywhere a person could fall from one level to another. Although fall hazards are more obvious in multi-storey construction, they're common on most construction sites. The height of the fall is not the only thing you should consider. For example, you might survive a 2 metre fall onto the sand without any injury but not survive a 1 metre fall onto a star picket that's in the sand. Falls from height fatalities were 28% of all deaths in 2013-14. Of the fatalities caused by falls from height, 58% were from roofs and ladders and 50% of those falls involved falls of less than 4 metres. So what should be done to prevent falls from one level to another? The construction industry is aware of the risks that working at height introduce and have some significant measures in place to reduce these risks. And one of these is edge protection, which incorporates a guardrail, mid-rail and tow board, which must be provided to the edge of any scaffold platform, fixed stair, landing, suspended slab, formwork or false work, where there is a risk of a person falling two or more metres. The second measure is to provide edge protection where there is a risk that a person could fall three or more metres from an edge at the workplace, other than an edge referred to in the first point that I just talked about. And thirdly, where it's not practicable to provide edge protection, as outlined in the first and second points that I just discussed, then a fall injury prevention system should be provided and used to control the risk of a fall or a fall arrest system used to arrest a fall. The second high risk area is interaction with mobile plant. Maintaining effective exclusion zones between workers on foot and operating mobile plant is not only a challenge for construction companies, but for many other industries as well. Many workplaces use mobile plants such as forklifts and cranes. 
However, in the construction industry, this extends to larger machines, including excavators, diggers, loaders, trucks, rollers, water carts, and so on. So what should be done to prevent interaction with mobile plant? When operating mobile equipment, you must be constantly aware of surrounding powered mobile plant and operators on foot. All mobile plant has blind spots or vision shadows. In respect of large powered mobile plant, you need to recognise that the operator's view of other powered mobile plant or pedestrians may be restricted or even obscured by the machine itself. If a worker is required to enter the plant operating zone to talk with the operator, then the powered mobile plant must be temporarily halted. Workers must make positive communication with the plant operator. The plant operator must lower all ground engagement tools or implements to the ground. They also need to disengage the plant controls to ensure inadvertent engagement cannot occur either directly by the operator or otherwise. They also should visibly remove their hands from the powered mobile plant's controls and cease any motion of the plant. The third area is coming into contact with electricity. Working in and around electricity creates significant workplace hazards in the construction industry because the industry uses electrical equipment and powered tools. These tools can be damaged and incur frayed leads. So what can be done to prevent coming into contact with electricity? Well, firstly, damaged power tools should be tagged out of service and no longer used until repaired or replaced. And there are also many times that power lines encroach working spaces, mainly when mobile cranes are in use or scaffold is erected. You need to establish power line corridors and not breach minimum clearances. Activities that are most at risk include drilling, excavating, loading, hauling or dumping. The construction, fabrication, maintenance or storage of buildings, structures, machinery and equipment. And the operation of vehicles or machinery with elevating parts that do not afford the required clearance when fully raised. When lifting near overhead power lines, a minimum of 6 metres safe distance must be maintained. If the crane broom is required to move closer to the power lines, then a spotter must be in place to ensure that the boom remains a minimum of three metres away. You must also use positive confirmation that de-energising has occurred before erecting scaffolds that are close to live lines. Scaffolds constructed of timber or other non-conductive materials should not be closer than 1.5 metres to power lines and scaffolds with metallic components should not be closer than 4 metres. So they were the three main causes of fatalities in the construction industry. But there are also three leading causes of injuries due to workplace hazards. And they are manual handling injuries, falls, slips and trips, and being hit by moving objects. So the first thing we're going to look at is body stressing through manual handling. Manual handling injuries continue to injure workers through poor choices of lifting items that are too heavy, lifting items too often, and poor postures. Manual handling and body stressing can occur through prolonged sitting, long hours behind the wheel, and when completing manual and physical tasks. So what should be done to prevent manual handling injuries? When lifting, eliminate the hazard where you can, 
by using mechanical aids or using a two-person lift. If you have to manually lift, eliminate the hazards by adopting correct manual handling techniques, such as maintaining an S-curve to protect your spine and keeping your arms close to your body to protect your shoulders. Before lifting equipment, you should ask yourself these questions. Must it be moved? Must it be lifted? Is the load too heavy to lift safely by hand? Can it be moved mechanically? Can the size or weight of the load be reduced? Can someone help you lift the load? If you have to lift the equipment manually, it is vital that you use the correct lifting technique and warm up before you start. You must ensure your knees remain behind your toes. Your spine should be neutral or S-curved and not horizontal. And you can achieve this through hinging at the hips or moving your butt back. You should lift to waist height, keeping the load close to your body. And remember to point your nose and toes in the same direction when lifting. And try not to twist your body when carrying loads. The second area of highest workplace injuries is falls, trips and slips. So once again, fall hazards are also leading causes of injury as well as fatalities. Safe Work Australia reports that in 2013-14, 30% of falls were from working off a ladder. Serious injury can occur from falls of less than 2 metres, so the potential risk of a fall at any distance, even a triple slip, should be considered an action taken to reduce the likelihood of injury. Now there are several ways that you can minimise the risk of a slip, trip or fall and these include only keeping frequently used tools in your work area, making sure that floors around benches and machinery are kept clear, keeping your work area tidy by storing materials and equipment neatly, keeping extension leads off the ground by using cable stands and regularly disposing of waste material and rubbish in appropriate bins. The third area that's a leading cause of workplace injury is being hit by moving objects. 14% of all injuries in 2013-14 were caused by coming into contact with moving machinery, transported goods and tools and equipment. So what should be done to prevent being hit by moving objects? Well, there are ways that you can address this risk of injury and ensure good worker separation from moving objects, and these include making sure that you have machine guarding in place to prevent contact with moving parts, adhering to the correct isolation procedures, and that these are completed before any work is carried out on equipment with moving parts, establishing exclusion zones to make sure that load transport areas are sufficiently barricaded off to prevent workers from accessing those areas. And finally, making sure that tools, materials and equipment are secured to prevent them from falling to the level below and acting as projectiles. For this podcast, I unpicked the top three causes of fatalities and injuries in the construction industry to provide some tips to address the problems. Managing workplace hazards in the construction industry is complex due to the changing nature of the work environment on construction sites. However, the construction sector had the fourth highest injury rate in 2013 and the fifth highest fatality rate across all industries in 2013-14. Training 
with a specific focus on safety training themes of working at height, interaction with powered mobile plant, and working with electricity should be the industry's key focus. These safety themes should be followed up with instruction on manual handling and preventing workers from being hit by moving objects. In doing so, the construction industry and construction companies will start to address workplace hazards that often have severe consequences. You have been listening to Dr. Suzanne Barn, CEO and co-founder of Tap Into Safety. If you would like to read more about this topic and other related topics, or to contact them for more information, please visit their website at www.tapintosafety.com.au. If you'd like to hear more of these podcasts, search for Tap Into Safety on iTunes or your favourite podcast provider. Until the next time, we hope you keep safe and well.